Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Uh, hey, it's Joey. Uh, I just wanted to let you guys know, we recorded this episode two weeks ago and our, uh, podcatcher ate it and just never put it up so the news is a little bit old but bear with us because i'm going to tell you right now sean does one of the funniest things that's ever happened on round ball rock on it um we love you very much we'll see you next week bye It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Jack Cooley, Deontay Christmas, Joey Devine, Archie Goodwin, Vander temporary host of the round ball rock podcast and we are back with a pre-summer league episode that's right sean we're going to summer league and you know what that means oh i didn't even introduce you i'm here as always with america's uncle dad sean keen sean how are you 
I'm good. I'm good. It's crazy that uh, we did a summer league episode and 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 Don Pardo listed the top seven players in career summer league games played in order. That was crazy. It is crazy of him to do that. Uh, yeah, I can't believe he did it. It's um really Kobe Carl fifth. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Sean. Uh, I started to talk about it, and I should mention it. I want to mention this right off the top so everybody hears it. Summer League is happening, so you know what that means. Uh, it's listener meetup time, July 10th at 10 p.m. Uh, we're going to be putting money into the Tillman Fertitta Billionaire Buyer Slot Machines at the Golden Nugget Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Sean, are you ready to win that $6.7 million John Wall had to give Tillman Fertitta back. I am. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm also excited. I can't wait. Um, did, he have to, no, did he have to give back an actual part of his salary or just his trade kicker? Um, I believe it was the actual part of his salary, but then he immediately signed for seven point uh, oh, whatever yeah. million um with or he he signed for the difference with the clippers our boy our boy balmer hooked him up oh wow um sorry that's my steve balmer um sean there's something else we need to talk about before we get to the news uh at round rock pod on twitter round rock pod at gmail.com patreon.com slash round rock pod was where you can hear our lincoln lawyer podcast which the first the uh the second episode dealing with the first episode of the Netflix of Netflix's Lincoln Lawyer will be going up Friday. So that's exciting. Um, but Sean. Some uh, some real big and annoying stuff happened this week, uh, right after we recorded a very long and arduous podcast. Um, so we've got to go to the trades drop. Oh, trades. <laughs> That's right, we're talking about trades. Slash Capspace URLs, you remember, we talk about Capspace all the time in the program. Slash Capspace, let them know that you came from us. Limited time only, terms apply. Protected Picks. You can even create a beautiful website while listening to this podcast. Over 140 million people choose Wix to create their website. Create yours today. That's wix.com slash woj, W-O-J, to get 10% off. Rights to euros that are never coming. Enter code NBA at checkout for $20 off your first order. Expiring salaries. And if you missed it, we launched the Recapables Billions podcast on our Recapables feed. Treating people like they're assets and not people. ZipRecruiter.com slash low post, L-O-W-E post. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Even robots know that basketball is a business, so players shouldn't have feelings because of business. Trades. All right, Sean. We had a big trade. Um, do you want to explain to our listeners what that trade was? Oh, yes. A round ball favorite is is uh, changing, changing places. Mm -hmm. Mr. Mr. Rudy Gobert 
the Stifle Tower himself, mm-hmm. the French Infection, mm-hmm. got traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves with a for a lot of stuff. So Minnesota got Rudy Gobert, mm-hmm. Utah got Malik Beasley, mm-hmm. uh, Patrick Beverly, mm-hmm. Leandro Bolmaro. Mm-hmm. Walker Kessler, the number 22 pick in this year's draft, and Jared Vanderbilt. So five players for Rudy Gobert. That's pretty good, right, Joey? Yeah. I well, that's not so. all. That's Wait, not what? all. What? A 2023 first round pick, Joey. Uh, they wow. got a 2025 first what? round pick. They got a pick swap in 2026. What? They got a first round pick in 2027. Mm-hmm. And they got a first round pick. In 2029. Wow. Um, Sean, my first question for you. Yeah. Is uh is this too much for Rudy Gobert? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is far too much for Rudy uh-huh. Gobert. Uh I mean okay. I previously well, let me thought... ask my second okay, question. Go ahead. Sorry, first. sorry. Yeah, my yeah. second question for you, Sean, is the Utah Jazz traded Royce O'Neal for a first round pick. Now, yeah, a lot why is didn't that? I really noticed that. Now, why is that? Hmm. Hmm. It's a very strange trade. <laughs> yeah. Why would they do that? Um, and um, a friend of mine has a question for you, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you something happened yesterday. Elite executives were wondering what the heck it means. And it happened within five minutes. In fact, Adrian, the tweet right before... Mm-hmm. Adrian tweeted about Durant. He tweeted something else. It was a trade yesterday between the Utah Jazz and the Brooklyn Nets. A very strange trade. Very strange. strange. You really have to be a Jazz or a Nets fan to even know what I'm talking about right now. Okay. I don't even know if you guys know what I'm talking about. I have notifications for They traded Royce O'Neal, who is a role-playing three-point defensive shooter for Brooklyn for a future first-round draft pick. But what do you care about Royce O'Neal? Why does that matter? Mm-hmm. Why would the Jazz do that? Why would that, the Jazz, who have two stars on their roster, hmm. take hmm. a player who's one of their starters and best defensive players hmm. and trade yeah. him in a salary dumping move? Mm-hmm. Why would they do that? To open what? up space to mm-hmm. try to land Kevin? No. Part of a three-team trade? You say, why did Quinn Snyder walk away from that job? <laughs> Okay. And you say, when Danny Ainge, last time he hired a coach, mm-hmm. which was Brad yeah. Stevens. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What happened that same year? What did he do? When he hired this uh, young coach who never coached the uh, NBA before, it, and he gave him a guys. long contract, gave Brad Stevens a six year contract, huh? Will Hardy, who they just hired, who was, you know, could potentially be a great young coach, they gave him a five year contract. Uh, mm-hmm. Very rare okay. for a first time head coach to get a five year contract. Why? Huh. What's going on in Utah? I... And that's what people in the league are watching right now. Okay. What's going on in Utah? Okay. Uh-huh. And so I think the Brooklyn Nets and, and Phoenix Suns need to find out what's going on in Utah as well. Uh-huh. What else happened that first year that Brad Stevens got hired? Danny Ainge traded Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce. Hmm. For the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. So that trade that Royce Young trade yesterday okay uh-huh. a very strange trade Royce Young I didn't realize he got traded <laughs> from the Oklahoma yeah, City Thunder. Was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sean 
Sean, That's why I'm Wendy sorry had we had to listen to all two minutes of that, but I cannot well, stop listening can to I, all two minutes of that. <laughs> no, somebody, I, I think someone brought this up in a reply to us, but okay. So Wendy is really taking his time. He's waving his arms, mm-hmm. swinging him around. He's doing like dramatic pauses. But the reason he has everyone's attention is that they assume he's going to have some information about mm-hmm. Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just did at the end of it, mm-hmm. even if they, and then people were like, wow, he, he called that Rudy Gobert trade. It's, it's Windhorse's finest moment. But the people he was talking to were like, we just want to know about Kevin Durant. No one cares. Mm-hmm. No one cares about Rudy Gobert. He's like, I'm an interesting, interesting. So, so remember, 10 years ago, Danny Hage hired a coach for Butler University who looked like a child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, now he's going for another another coach, uh, also also a young white man. Now, Sean, I um, <laughs> I played that in its entirety, and I did not tell you I wanted you to do this. But I want to play a little game here with you. Okay. Called okay. Uh, Story Time with Brian Windhorst. Okay. Where great. you tell stories the way Brian Windhorst told that story. Okay. Uh, and like, let's just, it's just a little improv game, you know? Okay. Um, all right, Sean, why not do, uh, let's, uh, let's go, go with a classic. Can you do Brian Windhorst, uh, on Sports Center, talking about the Great Gatsby. Okay. All right. So, while a lot of people are concerned about what's going on at uh, the big party, Gatsby, Jake Gatsby, there was something else a lot of people didn't notice. Mm-hmm. There was an auto accident mm-hmm. near the eyes of Doctor T.J. Eckelberg. Mm-hmm. Now, why is that significant? Well, there was a car driven by a woman named Daisy. Mm-hmm. Only when the police arrived, she's not sitting at the wheel. Why would she move over and stand on the running board? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. And 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 the husband of the victim. Who do you think he thought committed that vehicular homicide? Maybe maybe the guy with the biggest pool in West Egg. Mm-hmm. I got to say, keep an eye on the firearms and the police blotter coming out of West Egg. That's all I want to say. I don't want to get aggregated. OK, Sean, now do the Dark Knight Rises. OK, so one thing that's happening in Gotham City Everyone's celebrating Harvey Dent Day. Commissioner Gordon had a speech in his pocket, it looked like. (laughs) He took it out. But then an odd thing happened. Commissioner Gordon didn't deliver that speech. Now, why is that? (laughs) Why is that? Another thing people are noticing. Trucks carrying concrete all over the city. Some of them are near the sewers. Some of them are near the bridges. Some of them are near the stadium where Ben Roethlisberger 
Heinz Ward and the rest of the Gotham Knights are about to kick off their season. Now, why is that? Why would they be reinforcing concrete the same day as the opening of an alternate universe NFL season? It's interesting. Now, Commissioner Gordon's known. What did he do when he took over? Uh, do you remember? He, uh, he hired a very young police officer whose real name was Robin. Mm-hmm. So why it's is very that? interesting. It's very interesting. We gotta I think we should be watching stately Wayne Maynard, the bridges, and uh notorious prison the pit, where no one's ever escaped except one child. I don't know. No, I don't I don't I don't wanna say that the League of Shadows has been saving cap space for a certain act of terror to destroy Gotham as they tried to in Batman Begins. I'm just saying it was very interesting. It was very curious. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So everyone was very excited about the St. Steuben's Day Parade. This is a very energetic rendition of Twist and Shout and Donka Shane. I'm, I'm fairly sure it was a lip-syncing performance by a young man. But something else interesting happened that day. At Shea Key. There was a reservation made. You know who that reservation was for? The Sausage King of Chicago? Abe Froman. Yeah, Abe Froman. Now, everyone knows that Abe Froman doesn't eat at Shakey. It's not a kosher restaurant. So why was it that Abe Froman made a reservation and when the major day called, confirmed the reservation? Now... I don't I don't want to get aggregated here, but I've I've heard on good authority that somebody barehanded a ball at Fenway Park. Mm-hmm. There was a stolen car whose mileage was being run very high mm-hmm. by two vaguely ethnic, somewhat racist stereotypes of valets in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Aren't those things connected? What about and I'll uh, tell you how they're connected. <laughs> Uh-huh. George Peterson. <laughs> uh, all right. The good job, Sean. That Dark okay, Knight thanks. one is one for the ages. Um, <laughs> feel, free, feel free to give me another one at any point in the show. All right. Great. Uh, we'll do. We need to talk about Rudy Gobert. We've talked about yeah. nothing but Rudy Sorry. Gobert. Um, uh, Sean, do the Timberwolves watch the playoffs? They didn't watch the playoffs. Like, they're out. The season's over. They're just like... Tell us who won later, mm-hmm. because it doesn't work that well in the playoffs with Rudy Gobert. Like, it's not that successful a team. Mm-hmm. Is this just Minnesota saying Donovan Mitchell sucks? Because that kind of sounds like what the, their analysis is, that the Utah Jazz have a player who is worth mm-hmm. five players. <laughs> well... Effectively, four <laughs> players and six draft picks. Uh-huh. That's I guess, what I, I was going to say. It's like five and a half. It's like seven because Balmero was also a first round pick last year. <laughs> was a first round pick last year. Who didn't year, play yes. this year. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> okay. So I'm just, I'm going to so give them like a half pick three for Three good players and seven draft picks. And so Utah had that player mm-hmm. and 
they never managed to get out of the second round Mm -hmm. and often did not get out of the first round. Mm -hmm. So they must think that everyone else on the Utah Jazz is garbage. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, (laughs) when you put it that way, I sort of agree with the the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, I am kind of like, yeah, these these guys did kind of (laughs) suck. That being said, I actually think there's a second admission happening here okay. by the Minnesota Timberwolves, and it uh-huh. is that Carl Anthony Towns stinks. <laughs> <laughs> no, he can't play center. Well, but you know what else happened this week that was very curious? They, very curious. They signed him to a Supermax extension, Sean. Now, why is that? Uh-huh. <laughs> so now they have two guys who are ostensibly centers. Mm-hmm. Uh, combining to make, mm-hmm. I mean, roughly $80 million a year. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Gobert has four and uh, 170 left yeah. on this deal. So they, they paid this premium to get Rudy Gobert mm-hmm. from ages 30 through 33. And I'm you, just, I'm going to say right now, I think that, I think that $46 million option in 2025 is getting picked up. Um, You know what else they did, Sean? <laughs> what else uh, did they do? A week before... Uh, uh-huh. They paid Kyle Anderson, mm-hmm. whose best position is power forward. <laughs> yeah, he's like a point power forward. <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah, yeah, no, he's a power forward. They also still have a lot of, somehow they still have uh, three point guards left after mm-hmm. this, after trading two point guards. Mm-hmm. And they still have. <laughs> one of them is worse at keeping a person in front of him than Donovan Mitchell is. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and they added that being they, said, kind of high on the Timberwolves for the regular season. Gonna say, I mean, I kind of like it. It's just, <laughs> it feels weird to just decide that Carl Anthony Towns is a power forward now because it kind of like, okay, the rim protection is going to be a lot better, mm-hmm. I think. But now Carl Anthony Towns is out on the perimeter guarding yeah. forwards. Like, is that better? I guess it's better. Like, he has it to guard better. LeBron James when they play the Lakers yeah. a lot now. <laughs> so those are some players that Carl Anthony Towns can guard. Uh, LeBron James. Uh-huh. Uh, all right. Who, who else is scary? I guess he's guarding Marcus Morris That's or that Kawhi Leonard. It's Marcus Morris. Kawhi Leonard. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. He's the power forward for the, the Blazers. Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant. Yeah. Uh, That's probably doable. No, Aaron Gordon. He's got to guard Aaron Gordon. Now it's not looking as bad, right? Now that we're just saying all these names. Zion Williamson. He is now. That's (laughs) rough. I mean, if he plays. But also, if he doesn't, if he doesn't, it's worse because he's got to guard like Trey Murphy or. uh, Uh, Brandon Ingram. Yeah. Yeah. Or or I was going to say or Larry Nance or one of those guys like guys who like really shoot three pointers. That's not going to be great for him. Um, Draymond Green, he could probably handle. Um, I think he could handle guarding. Well, except like, I feel like psychologically it would still hurt him the way that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's just, uh, it's I mean, like, in a way, I kind of like that a new boss came in and was just like, this guy's not our rim protector anymore and we will figure something else yeah. out. And if this doesn't work. Like the whole thing's going down in flames anyway. Like, like we're already paying towns so much. Why not 
just throw Gobert onto that pile. I mean, yeah, my my thing with it is I like it because the Minnesota Timberwolves essentially did what the Kings have been saying they've gonna they're gonna do for all these years, right? <laughs> Which is like put together a team that is going to make the playoffs for four straight years and then yeah. lose in the first round. Which right. you're kind of like, yeah, like, like, that's is it cool. even that that's disappointing? Cool yeah, no. <laughs> well, and like, it's not like, if you're the Timberwolves, it's not like <laughs> if well, you're it's the like, Lakers, it's pretty disappointing. But <laughs> I just don't really understand how much that why they gave up so much. <laughs> that's that's the only thing is like, like, that seems like an amazing negotiation that mm-hmm. they just kept going. Oh, gee, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to give us a 2026 pick swap because <laughs> um, five first round picks aren't enough for Rudy Gobert. Uh, Sean, I would like to hear Brian Windhorst uh, talking about Larry Bird eating the wedding cake. OK. So. So Larry Bird's out, OK? Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, uh, you got to know Larry Bird. I've got a driveway guy, my connect. In Omaha, mm-hmm. who says that Larry Bird did not pay someone to dig out his mother's driveway. He he did it himself. Mm-hmm. Very curious. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of NBA players doing manual labor in the offseason. Mm-hmm. So then, Larry's rehabbing at home. Mm-hmm. And something very strange happens at a wedding cake place down the street. Mm-hmm. It's called... French Lick Nuptials. It's not a very clever name. Mm-hmm. They exceed their monthly totals for wedding cake sales in a 10-day period. And all the cakes are going to Larry Bird's house. Hmm. Very curious. Yeah. Now, here's a question. Who would screw up a wedding cake? They're going to be delicious. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very strange. <laughs> So what now? Why is that? All right. Um, <laughs> uh, Sean, we talked about Gobert. Um, there's another trade we have to talk about. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I have a couple questions real quickly. Oh, sure. Sure. Go ahead. Who is Donovan Mitchell going to not pass to most this season? Now that Gobert is Jared gone? Vanderbilt. Jared Vanderbilt is never getting the ball. Yeah. Um, it's weird. It's weird how like normally these these things are full of like filler. Mm hmm. And they got like three good, real good and real players. Yeah, like yeah, guys, yeah. like guys. They're all like they're all kind of bench guys. I mean, I guess Jared Vanderbilt started last year, but Jared Vanderbilt's good. Um, yeah, he's still like reserve energy. You know what I yes, mean? Yes, yeah. But yeah, like, yeah. but like a legitimately good NBA player. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just it's weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Um, did the Jazz get all those future picks so their child coach has people his own age to hang out with? <laughs> yes <laughs> and is utah not allowed to accept picks with protection on them because of utah's trigger laws mm-hmm. yeah, uh it's... yes um actually well before we talk about the president joining the president um we need to uh we have two utah jazz voicemails so we might as well just do those oh yeah just right put them now. in now yeah okay. uh yeah hold on but we gotta do this first Sean and Joey can't come to the phone right now, but luckily phones are the domains of me, a robot. 
If you know the extension of Tillman Fertita, please dial it now. Press 1 to have a single beer with Zach Lowe. Press 2 for Senegal-related inquiries. Press 3 for Movie Times read by Brooke Lopez. Press 33 to hear problematic things Bill Simmons wrote in the early 2000s. Press 0 at any time to leave a message for Sean and Joey. That's right, you two can leave a message for Sean and Joey, just dial 323-682-0342. Once again that number is, 323-682-0342, please give me a call, being a robot is a solitary road. Right, Sean. Uh, our first call comes. We should have had Greg um, from Salt Lake City uh, update this after the the Rudy Gobert trade, but we forgot. But we had our friend Greg from uh, the Unsalvageables Utah Jazz podcast, from uh, the Salt Lake City Hunk. Actually, that's Jordan, his uh, co-host. But from the Brigham Young Money podcast, Dad Sham Dad himself. Greg Hardy, uh, Greg, sorry, he was about to talk about Hardy. Greg, Greg Hardy yeah. is a monster we would never let call our podcast. Um, Greg anyway. Foster is a lesser Greg monster. Greg Foster. I mean, not not the podcast, the basketball player, not the podcast. The yeah. podcaster's not a monster. <laughs> yeah, but our friend Greg Foster called us when, to, we, call, we asked him to check in when Quinn left and uh, to talk about um, the extreme bicycle helmet uh mormon energy of uh of the utah jazz's new coach so here's greg talking about the jazz's new coach hi boys it's greg in salt lake city i feel like i call you a lot these days um and i should kind of just be promoted to your official utah jazz correspondent um so that's what i'm going to call myself from now on you guys reached out and asked me to uh Give my initial thoughts uh, about the new Jazz head coach, 34-year-old Will Hardy. Uh, first and foremost, I, it makes me feel like shit because he's 34 and running a NBA team, and I'm 37, and I don't know what half the apps on my phone do. So that's a bit of a uh, an ego thing. Second, after doing precisely three minutes of research, I can confidently say that Will Hardy kind of falls in the middle of the Hardy spectrum. He's not douchey or like, uh, I don't know, like date rapey enough to be like an Ed Hardy guy. Um, he's also then on the other side, certainly not handsome or talented enough to be Tom Hardy. So he kind of falls in the middle, which... Um, makes me feel like he's going to fit in in Utah perfectly because there's nothing that we love and celebrate more than mediocre white guys. So I fully expect him to be the coach for like, I don't know, the next 24 years. So I'm, I'm really just strapping in. Uh, I think, you know, he's going to look great pacing the sideline in highlighter yellow. We all know how much pasty white guys look good in that color. Um, and then, you know, outside of that, he's a he's a Pops guy, which, cool. Um, he helped the Celtics reach the finals, which, you know, cool. Um, and all I can really say is I hope that, you know, with the Jazz giving him this big deal, um, that they, they really 
give him the keys to the car and do a full rebuild. You know, once the Utah loses the all-star game for its trans ban and its uh, trigger law on abortion, uh, there's no reason to hold on to Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. So I hope we get the full rebuild. That's really the only thing that I can hold my hat on. Other than that, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't give a shit. <laughs> well, Sean, here's my question uh, based on that call. Is the direct middle between Tom Hardy and Ed Hardy uh, Joe Hardy, the strong blonde Hardy boy? Ooh. On the Hardy spectrum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that might be I think that might be right. Um I'm trying to think of other Hardys now. Well, um, there's those wrestling Hardys, right? They're like uh, oh, they're yeah. like scumbags or whatever who do like I think flips. they're I think they might have been in the NWL. Yeah, yeah. Does that seem that's right? right. Yeah, yeah. Um obviously There's Greg Hardy who we talked about earlier. He's real bad he's past ed hardy he's the worst hardy of them all um (laughs) there's that new uh that new hardy that the mavs signed we don't know anything about him we'll see him at summer league though and report back uh there's parties there's there's uh you know the the carl's jr yeah fake carl's jr yeah yeah (laughs) on our side uh thomas hardy uh Uh you know what Fuck Tess at the Durbervilles, man. <laughs> wow. Sorry. I, I, don't make I'm... me don't make me tell you that story as uh, Brian Windhorst. All right. Um, <laughs> well, we got a call about a uh, very strange talk... happening on that board. OK, sorry. <laughs> we got we got a call uh, from about the new Utah coach. And our friend and activist, Josh Androsky, uh, called about... He's officially a political consultant now, according to the newspaper. Yeah, yeah, he's literally a political consultant. um, That is his... Who I have seen do whippets hundreds of times. (laughs) Um, I'm not the only one. We weren't, like, do Anyway, it's public knowledge. Anyway. Gotcha. Gotcha journalism (laughs) here on Ball Rock. (laughs) Anyway, here... He did him on stage. Anyway, um, here's a call from our friend Josh Androsky about Quinn Snyder. Hey, Sean, Joey, uh, Robot, and Ghost of Don Pardo, and, of course, Dave Schilling. Uh, It's me, Josh, your old pal, little Joshy Wonderful. I'm calling in with a complaint. Uh, I just can't believe... You know, you're going through a list of uh, Quinn Snyder costumes, and you didn't mention that teacher from Daria with the freaky eyeball. Uh, He goes as that guy literally every game he coaches. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyway, love you. Bye. All right, uh, I have a response for Josh. Up yours, woke moralists. Um, all right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Up yours, I, it, woke It was a good, good observation from we'll Josh. We'll see who cancels who. <laughs> oh, whoa. Um, I will what? say... <laughs> LA LA elections are heating up. Um, I will say that, um... I believe the Daria character's name is 
Jay Morgendorfer. Well, that's Daria's last name is Morgendorfer. Yeah, and the reason I can never remember that guy exists is I once worked at the Bubba Gum Shrimp Company and the general manager of one of the Bubba Gum Shrimp Companies I worked at uh, looked exactly like that guy, had the same haircut, but his name was Jay Orendorf. Ah, um, so he's just that guy's just a real person in my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This the the teacher's name is Anthony DiMartino. Well, well then and I, I believe remember. he was briefly Trump's uh, secretary, <laughs> press secretary. Right? Is that? Um. All right. Uh, Sean. Uh, did you want to issue a correction? Yeah, we have to issue a okay, correction. Let, I on, feel bad let about me find that. Find the drop. Okay. Um, <laughs> Drop city, baby. <laughs> Where is the correction drop? Here it is. Look, I know that Sean and Joey seem like they're incapable of making mistakes. But it's not true. Even gods make mistakes, which Sean and Joey definitely are. They made me say that. So here is a correction. That's right. We're doing corrections now. Everyone does whoopsie sometimes. Well not me, because I'm a robot. Here's a correction. Alright Sean. So, uh, so our, our, our friend, Brian, uh, draft mm-hmm. expert, Brian, mm-hmm. uh, expert Brian on J. draft yeah. you, Brian, at Brian J draft on Twitter. One of Chicago's finest, uh, excited part, to see part Brian of the, at uh, summer league. Yeah. I think he'll be there. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, usually cheering is. on the Memphis Grizzlies and their team of perfect reserves from the draft. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he explained to us after the draft bus name podcast, he tweeted, Scotty Pippen Jr. spells his name like that because that's how the name is supposed to be spelled. And reporters in the 80s ignored Scotty Sr. when he corrected them. Mm-hmm. And it made sense because he said, I mean, yeah, what adult would choose to be Scotty with an IE? Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler is bad enough, but J I M M I E? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is why Scotty Pippen Jr.'s name doesn't match and i i gotta say this now makes me feel sympathetic for scotty pippen again after losing all my sympathy for scotty pippen after reading his own autobiography (laughs) an amazing task for an autobiography to to have it turned corbin uh a smith against jerry west Mm -hmm. it made me think of jerry west as more of a freak but not quite become as negative but uh, yeah, Scotty Pippen's autobiography will make you not like him. Mm, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, well, he's also just like he's just like sad about stuff, too. So you're like, uh, that's why you didn't describe your life between your like leaving the Portland Trailblazers and uh, the present of Ron writing Malik the book. De- Beasley, um, despite being right, married yeah. to who was a pretty famous woman. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, I mean, Scotty, I I think Scotty Pippen Sr. should have just looked right at the press and said, Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. 
Um, all right. Um, <laughs> Who is that? That's Jordan Peterson. Oh. Um, <laughs> Wait, that's real. <laughs> His voice has gotten worse once yeah. he stopped eating vegetables. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Sean, um, we have some more calls. We played the drop. We might as well get to them, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So let's go. Let's hear from our friend uh, Sean O'Shea. Yeah. Hey, this message is for uh, Joey and Sean and the robot. Uh, this is Sean O'Shea. Uh, what's up, Lakers fans? Uh, hope you guys are doing well. I uh, just finished watching Bosch Legacy. And, uh, you know, Matty Bosch, I'm just, uh, ooh, you know, I thought she was going to be a better cop. You know, do you think it's she's too young or do you think she's hurt? I mean, she's not Jason Tatum young, but, you know, anyway, have a good one, guys. All right, Sean. Let's talk about Maddie Bosch, uh, Bosch's daughter, <laughs> real quick. Yeah. Um, I think she is. I think Sean is correct. She's not a very good cop, and um, I think it's sort of like being Michael Jordan's kid. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, she's not a good detective. Like, uh, how could she live up to that? No, it's tough. It's tough that like. What are you going to like, what are you going to do stepping into those shoes? Now, what I I will say is you'd think at this point she's what, 23 on the show or something. You'd think she'd be better at not getting kidnapped. Um, Yeah, that's in her life. (laughs) Well, and, uh, you know, she's she's been in the business, uh, (laughs) the business of being kidnapped her entire business of being kidnapped. (laughs) Also, is she? I mean, it seems like she's all in on Maddie Bosch. Like, she has not been doing a lot of other acting. Yeah, well, that. you know what I think she should do? You know what? I, we're talking, I'm sorry. We're talking about Maddie. Why am I talking about the actress Madison Lynch? I don't know. When I should be talking about <laughs> the character Maddie, Maddie Bosch. Bosch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I wonder, I wonder, like, is there, is there a world where uh, Mickey Holler's daughter is a lawyer? Yes. In the no, 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 no. no. Oh, Where she would become a cop. I, that's what and, I wanted Michael and, and, Connelly to do in the. Okay, so in the Bosch Lincoln lawyer universe, mm-hmm. um, they're not. Their kids are not as old as Bosch Legacy's kids. Um, right. They are still in college. Um, at the point we are at. And although although the Lincoln lawyer's daughter is in law school, well, law school and no, and Maddie Bosch is in the police academy, but they're not okay. at the level of where they they're taking their jobs. But if Fighting, I had been Michael Connolly, he should have made Bosch's daughter Maddie Bosch the uh, the lawyer and the right. Lincoln like, lawyer's uh, daughter what a she, cop. She's watching Bosch fight the LAPD every <laughs> other book. And meanwhile, Maddie, it, uh, apparently Haley, Haley Holler. Uh-huh. She hates Haley she Holler hates McPherson. defense attorneys. <laughs> she got so mad at him for, for overturning a drunk driving conviction. <laughs> anyway, Which, you know, we're, we're getting a little too deep into uh, getting a little of the weeds. Here. But yeah, just just branch out a little bit. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Um, like I can tell. Do you understand why Clay Thompson's brother played baseball? Right? <laughs> Just. He had the same. 
Scotty uh, Pippen Jr. also should have gone to law school. Okay, I'll say that right now. Okay. Well, I was gonna say I to bring it back to that call that uh, that uh, correction. Maybe Maddie Bosch would have it better if she started she started spelling it M A D D Y. Yeah, that would be better. Actually, I would respect yeah. that cop more. Yeah. Um, all well, right. How about Madeline Bosch? Well, you know. You know what? I'm um, get that's too much. That's too much. I'm gonna I'm gonna walk <laughs> that back immediately. All right, uh, we got a call from our friend Henry, and uh, so let's uh, hear what Henry's got to say. Hi, guys. Um, uh, my name is Henry. I am uh, sort of a, a late in life, um, slow developing basketball fan. I've just been like watching some games over the last few years, and, and sort of adopted like the Nuggets, just kind of at, at random, and like chose them as my team, and it's been really fun and cool. Um, but uh, I also have the uh, misfortune of being from Boston and my mom is a really big Celtics fan and so this year in particular with the Celtics in the playoffs I started to sort of like follow them more closely and get into um, just like watching them and and their whole playoff run um, I have the appropriate sense of shame for what I just said but um, you know it's 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 for my family so please don't don't judge me too harshly. Um, the reason I call is because uh, it fucking sucked to watch the finals. It was really stressful, and I didn't like watching them lose, and it was it was terrible. Um, and so I I wanted to know, you know, if if given what what's the sort of what's the what's the correct the the ideal frequency for your team to actually be in the playoffs. Uh, you know, is there a point at which you just become too stressed that they're going to lose? Uh, or are you just always hoping that they make it? Because I, I did not have fun uh, watching this final series. But I also know that if they didn't make the finals, I wouldn't have had fun watching the Bucks series where they get eliminated. So, you know, maybe it's just, you have to not have fun at some point unless you can all. So, I don't know. Uh I figure you guys are in a... Well, it cut him off there at the end, but this is a, a really good question. But first yeah. off, um, we should do this because uh, our caller is from Boston. Yeah. Um, so, Sean... Um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is the uh-huh. best... I'll tell... Okay, the first thing I'll say to Henry is um, be glad you're not an Oakland Athletics fan um, because that is the worst frequency of playoffs possible. Uh, Just heartbreaking defeat uh, and followed by uh, selling all those good players and then being uh, bad for five years. Uh, It's like the worst... It's a level that was so bad I had to quit following baseball. Um, But yeah, Sean, what I think if I coming from the Warriors fan uh, perspective, I understand where Henry's at. I think the best level of playoff fandom is probably where the Memphis Grizzlies are at right now. Where it's like new and fresh. Where it's new and fresh, 
and you're kind of not expecting anything yet. So the, like when they win a round, it's like great. But if they lose a round, it's like everybody's 21. There's next year. <laughs> yeah. And it and in fact, the team is almost being run that way, too, where it's like, wow, they had the second best record in the West and they gave the eventual champs a real run for their money. Yeah. Looks like we're going to add four rookies. Mm-hmm. Like the like, Nuggets. Like we're, we're still going to push great, it down the yeah. road a little bit. The well, Nuggets were in a great place and now they're getting into unfun danger zone, I would say. Because the expectations are too high. Yeah. So exactly. I, will, I will say, as a fan of the San Francisco Giants, there was something really like magical and also something that kept. I think older relatives of mine alive for longer in that they would win the world series, miss the playoffs completely mm-hmm. win the world series, miss the playoffs completely. It was kind of like how LeBron was able to win the title after he got three weeks off in the middle of the season and then like, mm-hmm. didn't have to travel. That's what it's like because in, in 2011, it was like, Oh, we we spent like a month throwing up last fall uh, every day. Mm-hmm. And now we can stop watching baseball on Labor Day. Yeah. And just and just not care. And it's like it's like when you when you let a field go fallow for a year mm-hmm. and then your crops are much stronger the next time you plant there. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like to me. In the NBA, it's tough because you're trapped in these little cycles because of like the nature of the contracts and it's really hard to just be steadily okay. So unfortunately with with the Celtics he's doomed right now because they're going to they're going to be hurting his feelings even even when winning uh making him Henry they're going to keep making you furious for at least a month every year. Mm-hmm. Like that's the minimum. Well, I would say as a Warrior fan, uh, this was my this was the most fun championship, followed by the first championship. Then 2017 was okay, and then all of them. The 2018 was absolutely miserable. Um, wow. <laughs> Uh, and to, I, I actually enjoyed lo- them losing in 2016. I think more than I enjoyed 2018's championship. I would, I will, I would disagree with that very strongly. Because I like that. I like that your take is the worst finals loss of the modern era mm-hmm. was better than sweeping with Kevin Durant on my team. Yeah. Uh, from a feelings perspective, as like a basketball guy, because with 2016, look, I am first having rooted for like a losing team for so long. Like I like conditioned myself to be like a basketball fan before a warrior fan. Right. So like with 2016, I at least had this feeling like I just witnessed like the greatest three games, the great, maybe the greatest player of all time will ever play. And I was like, yeah, that, those to... three games can suck my dick. Yeah. Joey. 
no, that's where I, I'm at. I'm just You're, saying you are. This is coping. I don't. I don't even believe you believe no, that, Joey. No, I'm honestly. I like. I had people at my house, and they were like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, that was just fucking crazy." What I watched, like, I don't know, man. You're you're broken. Yeah, yeah. I I'm a broken person. That. I'm a broken oh, person. It, Henry, sure. don't listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I get what you're saying logically, but that is psychopath I'm just uh, language you. that you're using right now. Well, that's that's all I'm saying. It's yeah, uh, that's fair. It's deranged. It's deranged. <laughs> fair. I mean, but you that, want your team to Henry, you want your team to win. They'll they'll let you down like plenty of times I without you them hoping to win, for that to obviously. happen. I wanted them to win, obviously, but I also kind of it. I I don't know. It felt like I was pretty. And sure then later were you were lose. like, oh, pretty good Halloween party decorations. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> no, I did good. not like that. Oh, that take, was take your shirt off some more, J.R. Smith. I like it. <laughs> um, oh, these are funny three one jokes. This sounds pretty good. They should no, last no, about I hate seven all years. That. I hated all that, but I meant, <laughs> well, I mean, all, it's all part of the same no, but thing. In buddy. the time, I, like in the time of watching it, like I was weirdly calm. Um, in you a like, way, Aisha I was Curry not... is doing some good <laughs> oh, tweeting. I, I like that. that. <laughs> yeah, throw throw that mouthpiece again, Steph. Oh yeah. Um, hey, throw it to Harrison Barnes. He's open. I love this finals better than watching them sweep. Yes, I Anderson, just really remember when Anderson Verishow played for oh, no reason that in the twenty really eighteen finals. Right, Do you like right. that? That made me really mad. But at, at the end, when like they were giving out the championship, I just wasn't that mad after you it were happened. Still watching at that point, yeah. You and I are very different sports fans, the way we root for things like I don't know. Um, well, yeah, because I've, I've seen you be miserable during like a playoff win as it was happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. OK. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would say. But yeah, the, I'm just I'm just imagining <laughs> Joey in like a Marco Bellinelli jersey watching LeBron hold a trophy and turning to someone and going. This is cool. And then getting punched in the face. Well, I didn't say it was cool. I had a bunch of people at my house and they were all worried about me. And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Um, I'm never inviting a bunch of people to my house for something like that. Right. Like that was I want I want mistake, maybe two admittedly. people max. See, I I also want to watch with no one. That is yeah. my other take on sports <laughs> that I've learned about. Yeah, don't games. don't draw someone else into that. I don't want I don't even want to be at a bar like I just no, want to watch no. it alone on at my TV. Oh, yeah. Anyway, that would that would be my bar, number in, one. Like another city or yeah. something's wrong. Or you're in a fight with somebody. <laughs> but yeah, watching at a bar sucks. <laughs> I mean, actually watching baseball at a bar is OK because you don't really have to hear anything watching basketball at a bar you never know what's happening but yeah like, that would be my take if you really really this is my number one this yeah <laughs> this is my number one actually note is if you really care about a game don't watch it with anyone else <laughs> yes <laughs> like not especially not like a loved one That's jesus a christ time. not a loved one yeah. um, it's it's just gonna make it worse yeah don't uh, let anyone lose. see you like that <laughs> um boy oh boy okay um, i teased that other trade we didn't talk about it yet oh right so, uh gotta start this up again um all right sean malcolm brogdon lost his leg and is joining the boston celtics yes <laughs> uh what did the celtics give up to get 
uh, uh, player version of Brad Stevens. <laughs> well, uh, they gave up. Daniel Thice. Mm-hmm. Nick Stauskas. Mm-hmm. Juwan Morgan. Mm-hmm. Malik Fitz. And the pride of Vanderbilt, Aaron Neesmith, plus a top 12 protected 2023 first round pick. How did this pick get protected when <laughs> only one of those? Okay, I'm, I'm not going to keep talking about Rudy Gobert. Uh, yeah, so Brogdon for, I, I'm going to assume that uh, this pick is going to convey next year, Joey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I do not so. think that yeah. Boston will be <laughs> one of the 12 worst teams in the mm-hmm. league. No. And that is that. Am I being too bold there? No, no, I think you're <laughs> correct. Okay. But I'm glad they still protected it. Like, Indiana was probably like, fuck you. Okay, yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I don't know. I kind of think Indiana, look, Malcolm Brogdon, when he plays basketball, is, like, pretty good. But based on some things that we, like, some things we've heard Malcolm Brogdon, they really wanted him out. Let's just say that. (laughs) Yeah, that, like, Uh, there are some, he doesn't, yeah, yeah, like, uh, okay, so can I give you, can I give you his nicknames? uh Uh-huh, yep. Okay, so we know his nickname is The President. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, sorry, guys, like that nickname might have been cool a while ago, but uh, I think we know that the president fucking sucks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like we're in a real the president sucks kind of era right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Another one of his nicknames is Humble Moses. Mm-hmm. That's not good. I don't like that. How about the nickname Uncle Malcolm? That's weird. And how about Mookie Doo? I kind of like that one. I'm discouraged. I'm <laughs> discouraged by this this list of nicknames, Joey. But Malcolm Brogdon uh, traditionally can shoot the three. Not so much since leaving Milwaukee, though. That might be something I would be a little concerned about if I were Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like shot a lot better when he was playing with Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems to miss a lot of games. Yeah, hurt a lot uh, for sure. Hurt a lot. Uh, pretty steady, like 46, 45 percent for a shooter. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's the thing that I makes me really like the deal for they Boston. gave up nothing for more like than Malcolm Brogdon knows how to dribble the ball. Yeah, that um, is something that I I didn't realize it until the finals that people in uh, the Boston Celtics couldn't dribble. They didn't really have anyone who could dribble. So while he's not exactly a traditional point guard and kind of wasn't a point guard most of the time he was in Milwaukee, right? Mm, right. Uh, he does seem to be able to, like, dribble in theory, at least. Yeah. Like, his turnover rate seems pretty normal for a guy who handles the ball as much as he does. Right. And it seems like he's a really good free throw shooter. So probably his three point shot was just off. Like, like he's probably actually better than he has been recently. Right. Now, 
okay, his old team did. Well, no, they didn't. They didn't immediately win a title after trading him away. That was I was going to say something mean, but then it wasn't. <laughs> no, it was like he'd been gone a while. Um, I mean, this is a great trade for Boston. That's all I really have to say. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. They, gave, yeah, up they gave up very, very little and uh, got a like functionally good NBA player who is good at things that the team isn't necessarily good at. Um, well, and they just they just like spent money and traded assets instead of sitting on them, which mm-hmm. seems pretty good to me. You know, we don't know. Any, I, don't, I don't know anything. Uh, but also, I think it telegraphs that they're going to be signing Danilo. Did they sign to Danilo? They did. I yeah, oh, they did. They did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, so we signed a two year deal. And uh, I mean, that's that's just a great addition because in that trade they lost two caucasians joey mm-hmm. and sauce now, castillo is one of them the mm-hmm. greatest the best and adding adding one italian mm-hmm. counts as like one and a half white guys but for boston purposes i think dancing that that G, that italian guy who dances right mm-hmm. gino isn't that yeah. big gino yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you think Danilo's like not going to be fond of that? Uh, no, he'll love it. Yeah, I think like, he's a pretty fun-loving guy. He loves remember, everything. He, remember when he kept spraining his ass yep. on the Clippers? I sure do. Because <laughs> it was like he was getting too many massages. I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, good for the Celtics. Are uh, here's my question, Sean: Are the Celtics the favorites to win the East next year? Uh, I mean. Yeah, I think I, they I think are. So too, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's close, probably like. I don't have a good sense of like how much th- that series would have been different if Chris Middleton was playing, because also a bunch of guys in the Celtics were also hurt. Uh huh. Yeah. So it seems like I. it seems like they would be like slight favorites over the Milwaukee Bucks to me. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, all right, enough talking about basketball. It's time to talk yeah, yeah. about dumb bullshit. Um, yeah. we asked for reader questions, and uh, we got them, so here we go. This is Round Ball Rock Reader Mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it Reader Mail? It is confusing for robots. All right, Sean. Our first yeah. question, of course, is going to have to do with Kevin Durant because uh, we haven't talked about it yet. He requested a trade, blah, blah, blah. Everybody's talking about it. You know what they're talking about. But our friend Forrest asks, is there any landing place for Kevin Durant that wouldn't be surreal? I can think of zero teams where it isn't some sort of fake timeline for him to be there. Oh, boy. Um Yes, like him on the Suns feels like something that happens in Thunderstruck too, mm-hmm. when they're just like looking for a team that they could pretend to be his team because he's like he wouldn't be a fake warrior or a fake net and he can't be a fake thunder again, right. you know. Um the Raptors is like a sci-fi story. The Raptors basically. is so weird. Yeah. 
Um, and again, I'm not I'm not making a judgment on the likelihood of anything of these things yeah. happening, but like him as a clipper seems like a joke. Him as a Laker is like a dystopian mm-hmm. scenario for sure. Uh, him as a him Portland in- trailblazer is like a wet dream of like a bicycle uh, courier. Yeah. <laughs> like I like I like I kind of can visualize it more. And it's it you know that parallel between them not picking him with the number one pick, mm-hmm. but like I would feel like it's like a it's a Portlandia, it's a Gus Van Zant drug fantasy. Yeah, it's, oh no, it's like a Gus Van Zant. It's like okay, remember hit, uh, remember that uh, Last Days movie he made? Yeah, the Kurt Cobain movie. Yeah, it's like if he started making like uh basketball pseudo documentaries well, no, like that what, no what i was gonna say is uh if he started making tarantino style historical rewrites just oh. about like things portland made a mistake on <laughs> oh man did you like his columbine movie joey i do like that movie like, yeah, that i'm a good. gus van zandt defender i like last days a lot all right um most people do did not. you like did um, you like uh jerry i love jerry I haven't seen Jerry. Um, when, I'd probably when he like falls it. off that rock and Jerry, it's so crazy. All right. I'd probably I'd probably like um, it. Uh, uh, Kevin Durant on the jazz. Hilarious. hilarious. On the nuggets. Also seems like acid. Timberwolves like just seems like everything would be topsy turvy. Cavs is Cavs would be so funny, Joey. Mm-hmm. I know there's no rumors and no possibility about that. But what if Cleveland just went all fucking in? Yeah, like what They're if like, they offered Evan Mobley? Yeah, 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 exactly. Like the Nets it's have just, to just say Evan yes, Mobley, right? Just Evan Mobley, yeah, Evan Mobley, and whatever it takes to make it. Like, yeah, like yeah, you can have this guy, but we're just gonna roll with Jared Allen. <laughs> Some weird A defenders guy Kevin that don't already got traded, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah. Right. Uh, okay, so the one, the only one. Okay, is there any place that wouldn't be surreal to you? The Knicks. Yeah, and the I would Knicks also say would make heat. sense. Like, the oh, Knicks they the traded heat. everything for like a thirty-two-year-old star. Yeah, I've seen this uh-huh. before. Yeah, the yeah, heat yeah. Also he's he's sense. older than that too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just just for the record, he's I think he's thirty-four. Uh, well, whatever. <laughs> uh, but I, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very Nixy, and also like Heaty, just because you're like, yeah, I just kind of feel like the Heat could acquire any player in the NBA at any time, um, and you wouldn't be like, that's crazy. You I know? will say there are certain ones where it's like, okay, him on the Suns, him on the Spurs, him on the Pelicans are all like. They make sense in like an ABA sort of way. You know <laughs> right, what I right. mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where they're like, well, uh, you know, he's got he's got a contract and uh, they actually have to give him a new suit before every game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they got to lease him a new Cadillac because mm-hmm. he keeps crashing him, you know, <laughs> and like, yeah, that, that you're totally right. That's <laughs> um, like, oh, bad news, Durant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, somehow the trade ends up with Joe Sy owning, like, multiple NBA franchises yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah. a chicken restaurant. Yeah, he yeah. somehow owns the TV rights to the NBA. Right. And it, like, fucks the NBA for 25 years. Yeah. Um, and also, like, a poker game was involved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, ABA, he could be on any team. All of right. those teams. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. 
And yes, I know the Pelicans technically weren't an ABA team, but they they are anyway. They're, um, yeah. they're an ABA team. Yeah. yeah. Um, friend... I don't think the Suns were an ABA team either, Joe. No, but... they weren't. Um, our yeah. friend Fred from Honolulu. Yes. Uh, asked, who would be in your all-time all-star malcontent team? Starters Ooh. and backups, he asked for. But okay. I'm not naming 15 guys. <laughs> yeah, we, we can. Uh, but uh, OK, so so I got to say, I'm just going to give the the really obvious ones up top. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons has got to be in that starting five. Okay. And I think Kyrie Irving has to be in that starting five. Kyrie Irving is an all timer. Yeah. I think maybe Latrell Sprewell's the two guard. Mm, interesting. OK. Um. And then, you know, I don't actually think of KD as a malcontent exactly. You know what I mean? I mean, it's correct, but boy, like, I think Spencer Haywood has to be mm-hmm. a backup because he did literally try to hire a hitman to kill the coach. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I think he's the ba- he's a backup big at some, in some capacity. Well, you know who has to be a backup big? Is Mark with a C Jackson? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> wait, but didn't the Warriors bench I him? I guess the Warriors screwed the him. The Warriors Never benched mind. him. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. his fault. <laughs> yeah, like he. I'm just he trying wanted to, think to leave of those <laughs> kind of guys who were malcontents. You know what I mean? Like the deep cut malcontents. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. Patrick the, the, McCaw. The Kind of a deep cut malcontent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an that's incredible malcontent to just be like, I don't want to return to the defending the two time defending champs, but not really for a specific reason. Right. Like it yeah. never really came out. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it wasn't. It ne- there was never some interview where Kip, Patrick McCall was like, I hated this guy, mm-hmm. or it almost just feels like his agent. Like tripled down on a, you know, a questionable decision. Yeah, but then he got a ring, so who knows? Um, um I think Don Nelson or George Carl has to be your coach, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I mean, <laughs> I can't. I it's got to be George Carl. I think. Okay, fair enough. Um, I mean, Don Nelson's Don Nelson's more of a rogue. Yeah, but honestly, it's just he sued everybody who ever. Yeah, I think him. I think Nelly's the head coach and George Carl's his lead assistant, yeah, so okay, Nelly can yeah. fire him. Yeah. Like Nelly's gonna knife him again. <laughs> okay. Um Kobe is Kawhi Leonard. To, no, in that Kobe group? Bryant has to be on this team, actually. You think he's a malcontent? He got Shaq traded and then also demanded a trade from the Lakers, and they just didn't trade him because oh, you're gonna he have to like... apologize. When she performs at my comedy show, you're going to have to apologize to Jeannie Buss in person for saying this. I'm sorry. Kobe yeah, Bryant yeah, was a malcontent. Apologize, apologize to Jeannie. Uh, okay, yeah, do you want to talk about that tweet while we brought him up real quick? <laughs> so weird. Who was I mean, Jeannie Buss even tweeting about? Was it LeBron? I'm not really sure what she was talking about. Okay, so let me just find the tweet. I I have it here. Okay, thank you. I miss KB. Okay, first off, we should say the time she tweeted this to was 11-11 on July 3rd. Um, So I guess she was making a wish while tweeting this. Uh I miss KB. 
meaning Kobe Bryant. He would understand and explain everything that I'm not allowed to. Okay, Hon- weird comment. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Honestly, he was the greatest Laker ever. He understood team over self, meaning your rewards would come if you valued team goals over your own, then everything would fall into place. All can reply. Okay. Okay, there's five amazing <laughs> things in this tweet, yeah, I would yeah. say. First of all, he would understand and explain everything she's not allowed to explain mm-hmm. or not allowed to understand. Sure. I, I don't know. <laughs> there's there's some there's some stuff going on and Jeannie needs a truth teller. Also, um, if you valued team goals over your own, is that how you think of Kobe Bryant? No. It seemed like now I'm not saying Kobe Bryant was wrong necessarily many of the times when he was like, we aren't going to win if I don't take 28 shots, because often that was correct. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that was valuing team goals over your own. Like what team goal? What was Kobe sacrificing (laughs) in terms of his personal goals for this? Like, I don't know, Um, because he kind of had a max contract every year. Uh, he like took the most shots um, and then all can reply. Mm-hmm. All can yeah. reply like a definitely Jeannie bus doesn't know how to limit her replies on Twitter. Like that's not something she knows how to do. Right. Yep. Um, <laughs> this is directed at LeBron, though, right? People think it it's at must Russ, be, but, but it's got to be at LeBron. I don't, I don't know LeBron. what that means. Well, I think. OK, here's what I think it means. OK. I think she doesn't want to trade those first round picks for, oh. for uh, Kyrie Irving mm-hmm. because that's mm-hmm. that's good for the team. Right. And LeBron is like, no, you got to trade these first round picks for Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Uh, but I do. I do think that um, the idea that everything would fall into place is kind of been the 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 driving principle for the Lakers for about 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, look, it happens a lot. They probably will get Kyrie Irving, right? Don't you think that's like the most likely outcome to that? Uh, yeah. Even though it seems crazy, and I don't really know why. that I still don't really understand why the Nets would do it. Mm-hmm. I've just watched so many people go to the Lakers, and I'm like, yeah, anyone, anyone could go to the Lakers at any point. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah. Okay. Do you think he was the greatest Laker ever, Joey? Kobe Bryant? No. Yeah, it's Magic Johnson. Yeah. I I don't. I mean, it was. Well, the, I don't think Kobe Bryant was the greatest Laker on his own team a lot of the times. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's right. I think Shaq was much better. All right. Um, Sean, does Wilt Chamberlain go to uh belong on the All Malcontent team? He did at one point. Uh, coach volleyball for a year because he did not want to play where he was. Uh, or <laughs> well, uh, wasn't that in the ABA? Yeah, that was in the ABA. Well, he got he got hired a coach of the ABA, and he was just like, "Yeah, no." <laughs> well, I think they were trying to hire him to play. Yeah, they were and, trying to uh, hire him to play. Yeah, and uh, he was just like, "Nah." <laughs> uh, but he did demand a trade from the 76ers that went sixty-two and twenty. To get uh-huh. traded to the Lakers. Um, okay, that's a pretty good malcontent. <laughs> uh, is Dwight Howard on the all-malcontent team? 
God, I mean, I feel like well, he did he did demand that the Rockets trade James Harden at one point, which is pretty ballsy. He tried to get a coach fired. I mean, is it is it like a malcontent move to secretly knock up cheerleaders? I mean, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's a malcontent. Yeah. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. he beats Wilt, actually. Dave Cowens chose to drive a cab. Drive a cab. Yeah, he did. But he he kind of didn't really miss any games because mm-hmm. of that. I think it was also Dave Cowens is like I just did that like one night. <laughs> so I think maybe maybe that was a little bit of a legend. Uh, okay, Kawhi Leonard. <sighs> Almost just too weird to yeah, actually I don't be on think, this list. Yeah, I. <laughs> Like, yeah, I mean, is is Rich Paul the starting point guard of the all malcontent? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I think uh, fucking James Harden has to be on this list now, actually. Oh, yeah. After the yeah. last two years of his uh-huh. behavior. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the all malcontent team might just be last season's Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets. That's the thing. Like, it's a lot of it's a lot of guys where you're like the it feels like this is a lot of all timers. Is that? Mm -hmm. By the way, I was I was trying to look at a malcontent list. And I noticed that on the Orange County Register, uh, one of the one of the the top trending topics in Orange County ahead of COVID-19 is Disney adults. Great. Um, Here's a question. Is Vince Carter on the all malcontent team? Uh, Yeah, I think he has to. Raptors never forgave him. Um. Well, the the Raptors are never going to forgive any. They they haven't (laughs) forgiven Alonzo Mourning yet for not reporting after that team. Okay, I think I'm making a rule. In fact, Vince Carter, former net, so he fits in this rule. Any player who has played for the New Orleans Hornets, the Nets, or the Nets are just your all malcontent teams. Because, like, Derek Coleman, sure, he belongs on there. Stefan Marbury. <laughs> <laughs> Kyrie Irving, James Harden. Uh huh. Yeah, like even Blake Griffin, you're like, well, he did punch a team employee. Uh, Didn't seem very happy. Uh, Well, and even they got Mike James, who was like that that last year, they got Mike James, and he was a malcontent uh, in Russia, which is that's pretty extreme. And every every Hornet star demands a trade. Baron Davis, Chris Paul, uh, Anthony Davis, uh, Zion Williamson. Oh, yeah. Brandon Ingram. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know what? I I think the funniest place. I think that's the funniest place that they could trade Kevin Durant to, by the way. Although I, I would decided. say Dennis Rodman might be the starting malcontent. Sure. Um, he was just misunderstood, man. Oh, Rondo, Rondo too. Uh, well, Rondo uh, okay. during a playoff. Yeah, game. that's the thing. That's the most malcontent behavior. That's like anyone. a. That's like a. That's just a Hall of Fame move. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in fact, there's only two guys who are ahead of him there. 
And that is again both Kobe Bryant and Rick Barry who refused to <laughs> who shoot. Who refused to games. shoot? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rick Barry in a playoff game. All right. Um. Yeah, yeah. The the, the game seven of the Western Conference yeah. Finals. <laughs> um. Is Doc Rivers a malcontent? He's not. No. He. I mean, maybe as a coach. Um. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's answer some more fun questions, though. But, Sean, before we do that, I would like you, uh, to, um, I would like to hear Brian Windhorse tell me about the Shawshank Redemption. Okay. All right. So, I was looking at the books with, uh, I've got, I've got sources, I won't say who, in the Shawshank prison, administration mm-hmm. so here's the thing andy dufresne mm-hmm. he's a banker right mm-hmm. no history of violence mm-hmm. arrested sentenced to life in prison for the murder of his wife mm-hmm. now the warden at shawshank knows there's a young prisoner who met a jailhouse snitch who talked about how he'd committed a murder and a rich banker got sent to prison instead of him. Mm-hmm. Then he gets let out in the prison courtyard. He's shot in the head. Now, mm-hmm. why is that? Well, it's suspicious. How much, how much money is going into Shawshank prison? Are they embezzling? Are they saving money for cap space? Maybe to replace the record player that played that opera? Mm-hmm. Trying to retar the roof? See, I would have went so a different have way with this one, uh, Sean. I would have went with, there's a prisoner um, in Shawshank Prison who keeps ordering posters of Rita Hayworth. Now, why is that? Different different stars. Yeah. Rita Hayworth, <laughs> James Mansfield. <laughs> and what's the one thing he has read for? <laughs> the guy who can get you anything in Shawshank. What is it? A rock hammer. Now, why is it's that? It's a rock hammer. Um, all right, Sean. Pretty curious. Um, our the screws. Fr- <laughs> the screws. I talked to a lot of screws. None of them could explain our it. Our friend El Hafnero asked us, Jabari Smith Jr.'s cousin, the third pig in the draft, is Kwame Brown. Could there be a relative with worse vibes for a potential number one pick? I mean, like... Uh, and the answer is yes. And his name is LeVar Ball. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, and uh, no, uh, it's the the actual answer is, of course, Javaris Crittenden. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Javaris Crittenden Jr., the number one pick by the Seattle Hornets. Um... <laughs> Our friend John L. asks, Sean, who's going to fall down more in 2022, Chet or my one-year-old who's learning to walk? I'm sorry. Like, I watched uh, the first quarter of uh, Chet's first summer league game in Utah, and I he he looks like a ballerina when he's on the court next to Poku. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> Poku is like a deer that's learning to walk. And it's his third NBA season, right, Joey? It is, yeah. Yeah. He 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 is like a he is like a horse who was just born. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Yeah. 
John L's daughter, she's gonna be running. She's not gonna fall down at all. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, believe, uh, I believe in your daughter, John L. That's what I'm saying. All I'm saying is I'm looking forward to uh when Chad is voted for the uh to start the all-star game this year because uh the this country's inherently racist. Uh I'm looking forward <laughs> to Sean's favorite uh Sean's song, Chet by Wings. All right. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna say one more thing. <laughs> yeah. I think and I'm not I'm not trying to wish this evil into the world. I definitely see Chet Holmgren having two in- injury plagued years and then winning most improved player mm-hmm. in the 2024-25. Chet season. is good and cool. Uh I do worry he gets hurt a lot. That's what yeah. I will say. Um yep. our, our friend Lou asks if John Collins is traded, what are some pr- plausible new geographically historical dunk contest themes he can explore? Okay, Joey, I'm going to I'm just going to tell you where these future All-Star games are. Oh, great. So just just so we can Yeah, yeah. No, this is focus. So for a couple more days, uh the All-Star game is scheduled to be in Salt Lake City mm-hmm. um so until the, the NBA plans it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, okay, so what would his what would his Utah dunk be? Um. Okay, I I have an idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go first on these. Uh, okay, so he puts on he puts on uh, a headband with a giant Q on it in order in in honor of John Stockton. And then he dunks over a mail truck in honor of Carl Malone. And the mail truck, after he makes the dunk, it's revealed that the mail truck is full of underage girls. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, Sean. I just looked up an in sorry, I just found an insane list. <laughs> I looked up what did I Google to get this? I looked up historical things that happened in Utah and then clicked wow. in the first state. And this is titled 10 moments everyone born in Utah will always remember. And number one is a Japanese internment camp. What? And number two is the arrival of the Utah Jazz. That's two? (laughs) Jesus Christ, Utah. All right, so there's a fence around Rui Hachimura, <laughs> and um, and he actually takes his jersey off him and lectures him, <laughs> and then he dunks, and everyone just just really, literally feels I weird mean, about it. The answer for Utah is uh, is uh, dunking over the house that Elizabeth Smart was rescued in, right? I was um, thinking also <laughs> maybe he would paint a picture. He would dunk over. Uh, oh, Jeremy, Jeremy Evans, Evans. painting great. a picture no, of him dunking great. over that's Jeremy great. Evans. Yeah. yeah. Um, Although that's 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 fifth on that list you just Googled. Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy <laughs> Evans painting, <laughs> dunking over a painting of him. Anyway. All right. Um, what's, where's the next All-Star game? Uh, the next All-Star game is going to be in 2024 mm-hmm. in uh, Indianapolis. You don't Indiana. need to say the year. We. Why am I saying the year? We. we they go in order, Sean. Okay. Uh, oh, I mean, the the answer for Indiana is the easiest one in the world, right? He's uh, got to dunk over a mannequin holding a dustpan 
wearing a uh, a Jamal Tinsley, a Jamal Tinsley, Tinsley jersey. jersey. Yeah. Oh, I was uh, thinking. I was thinking he has to dunk while someone like throws a soda at him, or yeah, just he's just got to dunk over that strip club. <laughs> that, oh yeah, uh, so he's <laughs> that like like there. a car. You know how Blake Griffin jumped over IKEA, sort of. Mm-hmm. To win a dunk contest, he's got to get hit by the same car that Steven Jackson got hit at when he was firing yeah, a gun. Yeah, and, outside um, of Club Rio. Club yeah, Club Rio. Rio. Yeah. Other than that, I think um, he has to get Gene Hackman out to measure the height. Yeah, yeah, yeah of yeah. the of the hoop, and you're like, oh, fine, it's the same as your rim in in Atlanta. All right, one more, Sean. Okay. Uh, they haven't actually awarded the 2025 All-Star Game, but it's probably going to be at San Francisco. Oh, okay. Well, um, San Francisco's like a pretty easy one, I think. Uh, he's got to he's got to jump over uh, Nicholas Cage on his knees, holding out those uh, flares from the rock. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty good. That's <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I think he should. I think he should try to dunk on the Bay Bridge as a tribute to the 1989 yeah. earthquake. And then, like, either that or he's they've got to have a fake bridge and he's got to be like that car that jumped it, mm-hmm. jumped the crack in the bridge. Yeah, right. Although I guess that car didn't make it, did it, Joey? No, no, it did not. No, it didn't. <laughs> but neither did John does John Collins when he dunks over things. So it's actually what if fitting. he what if he introduced himself as uh, Tanya, the SLA urban gorilla? <laughs> No, that's the dunk he's got to do. He's got to dunk dressed as Patty Hearst as Tanya. Oh, man, that's perfect. And he, he, he jumps over a tiny Hearst castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, next question. <laughs> um, Our friend Patrick Cosmos asks, does John Wall deserve a spot in the Rock and Roll Hall? The Rock and Roll. The Round Ball Rock Hall of Fame for exercising his player option thereby taking Tillman Fertitta for more money than anybody else could ever hope to. And that leads us to, we actually got another call related to taking Tillman Fertitta for money from our friend uh, Jonathan. Let's hear that. Hi, Roundball Rock. This is your friend Jonathan, a.k.a. Work the Cycle, calling from, strangely, not the worst place in the world for once. Uh, I was a little early to the meetup at the lot machine that Tillman Fertitta owns that we're going to take him for all his money. I won't be at Summer League, but um, I am in Vegas, and I was walking along, and I don't even know what the original song is, which is probably really embarrassing, but I'm walking by myself, and the reggae song that you guys parodied for the theme, Watching Andrew Wiggins, is playing, and by the time it occurred to me to call you guys, to try to get it on this call, it was over. So I gave up and called later. But I wish I could be there. Go Warriors. And please take Tillman for all he's worth, which I think he's really over leveraged, so might not be that much. Bye. So, yeah. Uh, Patrick, the answer is yes. John Wall deserves a spot in the uh, Round Ball Rock Hall of Fame for taking Tillman's money. But... 
He's not going to have taken Tillman Fertitta for more money than anybody else because that's what we're going to do, baby, July 10th at 10 p.m. at the Billion Dollar Buyer Slot Machines Round Ball Rock Meetup Summer League. Uh, A bunch of friends from the show are going to be there. More likely just me and you, Sean, and maybe some other ones. (laughs) Um, But... But I can't guarantee anyone will be there, but maybe Katie from uh, uh, from uh, Basketball. Maybe Keith from Fast Break Breakfast. No guarantees. Maybe Dave Dufour. Who knows? Um, but we're going to have some friends there. And more importantly, you're our friends and we want to meet you. Uh, we're going to put money in that slot machine. And then we're going to go get some drinks and um, probably play craps. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sean. Yes. Um our friend Reed, speaking of John Wall, uh my my first friend in college, um mm-hmm. pointed out to me this tweet from John Wall when he left the Rockets. Yes. Even though my time in Houston was brief, I just want to thank the Fertita family, the entire Houston Rockets front office, my teammates, and most of all the fans for embracing me while I was there. So, uh, congratulations, Forrest, our, uh, the Patreon's, uh, thank you for it, Forrest, Forrest, um, thank you for embracing John Wall yeah, while he was there. As much as the Fertitas did. All right. Um, our friend Al Hafnero asks, Kyrie, Kyrie made KD try a Beyond Burger before he agreed to join the Nets. What will he make LeBron try to get him to go to LA? Ooh, good question. So, I think there's some real options for blaze pizza options. I think there's maybe some cinema, uh, AKA the movie loose change debunking the nine 11 attacks. Uh, but I think there's a simple answer for what he's going to make LeBron try. It's peyote. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our friend Delamuca asks, is Bigfoot a Yeti? And the answer uh, is yes. No. Yes. I, I, I've he's been to not Nepal. A, he's not a full-on Yeti. No, I'm going to tell you. Okay. Here's what happened, Sean. When the uh, when when the Ice Age was there, and there was a, an ice shelf that Yetis could walk across, they walked uh-huh. across to the Pacific Northwest, and then it melted, and they've mm-hmm. evolved into big feet, but they were originally Yetis. That's my take. <laughs> so yes, Harry of Harry and uh, Harry the Henderson and the Abominable Snowman are the same. That's what I. That's my take. All right, Sean Woodley asks: <laughs> Would the Raptors landing Kevin Durant make the rise of Raptors fans into the upper ranks of the most annoying fans more meteoric, or would it curtail their momentum somewhat? Uh, this this could be what they need to get over the top. It's hard. Okay, so who are the most annoying fans? I mean, the Laker fans obviously are up there. They just have the no, most everything we, of we, fans. But but they're like but they're like too much of a diverse. I just don't like consider playground. I, to me, it's like I don't even consider Lakers fans because there are Lakers fans and there are Kobe fans and they're different uh, things. And Kobe fans are one. Kobe fan, um, Kobe fans are the most annoying. And fans. regular Lakers fans aren't even in the top ten. I don't think. Um, <laughs> I think 
Okay. Okay. Uh, I think Warriors fans are up there. Um, they're top five for sure. Raptors fans, probably top five. Jazz fans, Ooh, for sure. Bad. Um, Celtics fans, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it it's another mid-market team for sure. Would it be the, out the Blazers, perhaps? It's, it's the it's either the Blazers. Rocket fans are bad online, but it just doesn't seem like it's, it's enough of a community. Yeah. Um, Knicks fans are actually not annoying. No, they're Knicks like fans are great. They loathe their team more than anyone yeah. else, and that makes them amazing. Um, Heat fans are too happy. Ah. Uh, uh, Heat fans are getting kind of annoying, I would say. Um, I think Warriors fans are actually number one now, though. Um, wow. They're really bad. Like. <laughs> I think you're just too close. Maybe. I don't know. Like. I mean, that I guess I guess the Grizzlies and the Warriors. That whole series was like the worst NBA fans I've seen yeah. in a long time. Yeah. And I can't necessarily blame one fan base more than the other, except that I feel like the Warriors should maybe know better. Mm-hmm. Warriors fans should maybe know better, but also like Memphis was unique in that their coach was acting like he was too online. Mm hmm. You know what I mean? Like he was like shit posting in press conferences. Yeah. Which is kind of unique behavior. Um, okay, but but the key is is adding Durant going to make Well, I them... think the Raptors fans are like number three right now. I mean, they're already crazy. <laughs> and this well, what I like about this this uh the KD thing is there's like so many more raptors people than you realize mm-hmm. and uh you get to learn these weird things oh, like sixers fans actually are oh six top three, I'm sorry, that, top three. What, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 maybe the worst actually. sixers fans celtics fans warriors fans i think are your clubhouse leaders now for most annoying oh but raptors fans are right up right yeah, and they yeah. have the track the thing is they have the track record mm-hmm. the difference between those other fans is that they've been like contenders the whole times mm-hmm. Raptors fans have been like this for quite some time and people just didn't notice yeah right. there's like it's like an army it's also very funny and knowledgeable in a crazy way mm-hmm. it's like I feel like they're less annoying than like an impressive horde you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's almost like they they play defense online like Nick Nurse wants the Raptors to play defense on the court. You know what I mean? Like they are full court pressing. It is 94 feet of hell if you mm-hmm. mention the Toronto Raptors on Twitter. Yeah. And I feel like you get like dumber and less tenacious stuff from those other annoying fan bases. But the well, Raptors are like Boston's an interesting one because Again, it's almost like splitting. You almost have to split the fan base like Lakers fans, right? There's well, like, yeah, yeah. Because there's like 
a lot of the best fans you meet online who are Celtics fans yeah. are like the best people, right? Like but, Mike Malloy but, or Josh Gondelman, but also Barstool Sports. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The thing, the difference is that on the internet, there's like a fun, weird Twitter Celtics uh-huh. thing. And then you go into real life and meet yeah. a, a, a Celtics. So it's in real life. I would say it has to be either the Celtics or the Sixers. Yes. You know what I mean? You take the internet out of the equation. Like Warriors fans are annoying, but like cowards. You know what I mean? Like they'll. Oh, yeah, for sure. I I tell people that you won't get punched. You'll get a negative Yelp review about your fandom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, okay, but adding Durant, what do you what do you think? How do you think that changes the equation? Well, if it's anything like. What happened to me personally, uh, it's gonna, uh, they're gonna shut up for three years before he demands a trade. (laughs) No, I think, I think, uh, I think, I think they're going to become his, like, it's just going to be a nationwide chorus of hype men. Like, they're not, they're gonna hate the media now, too. I think it's gonna split I think they're gonna be with him, backing him up. What's that? See, I think it's going to split them, actually. And they're going to be less of a uh, uh, monolith. A, a monolith. Yeah, because I think there will be like 30 percent of them will be mad they traded Scotty Barnes. Oh, you think he's going to go? That's how the Raptors get Durant, right? Well, uh, some people have claimed that uh, Gary Trent and OG and Anobi is a is enough of a package. I don't think that's enough. I'm not naming names, but he might have been the author of this question. <laughs> um, I don't <laughs> think that's enough. Um, and also, if I am the Raptors, uh, I would want to keep OG if you're getting Durant. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things where it's like you are now a contender for two years and you need the one that's ready now. But that's just Oh me. yeah, I just I just think that I just think they uh seem like they want to trade OG and Anobi. <laughs> well no, OG was the one who wanted to trade earlier this summer, but I think if Durant comes there that changes. Um anyway. Hopium 611 asks, how funny would a bad Lakers team with Kyrie be one out of 10? And the answer is 10. 10. <laughs> like 25? I mean, it would break the scale because, uh, <laughs> I mean, just because he forces his way to the Lakers does not mean that he's playing 50 games even. You know what I mean? Agree. It, look, if he, I've seen this happen with the Lakers too much. They get bailed out. He's going to force a trade there and be like a top four MVP candidate, Sean. You know this is what happens. It'll no, be, I he'll have the I best season that. he's ever had. Like, this is I, what happens I to do. the Lakers in historically. Except I'm just saying that it has not really been what happened to the Lakers recently. They won a all. title like, a year ago or two it, years asked, ago. I mean, no one thinks that's a real title. But, but they still uh, won a title. Like, But I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that... that the history of people forcing themselves to the Lakers like this, like, yes, Kareem and Shaq did great, mm-hmm. but there, there is like, there, there is wreckages like, like, uh, Spencer Haywood or, uh, like, uh, I, there's just been a lot of like Carl Malone, 
Gary Payton, although that team went to the NBA finals, that yeah. might not be the greatest example. I just think I just think that Kyrie is so far gone at this point. He's not going to go to the Lakers and suddenly rededicate himself to basketball like that ship has sailed. See, I, he is about other things now. I don't know. I think uh, not. Like he I, was he was checked out by like game two of the playoffs this year. Right. But he I think. Being on a one-year deal will change that for Kyrie. He'll be great this one year, and then it will be a disaster. <laughs> I I don't believe in him anymore. I I I'd like it, it. He could do it for two weeks. He could do it for ten days. The, the idea of Kyrie Irving making like a sustained run is just like it hasn't happened in quite some time. Um, like right. when was the last time he was good for like? A whole month solid like I'm, 2018 uh yeah right well no he made all nba last year right or no he was hurt it was the year before so that was no 20... nope he didn't <laughs> it's the year durant's hurt right i he mean was really good the year durant was out on the nets their first year on the nets together he played 20 games that year Okay, I'm, t- I'm telling you, it's correct. been a while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so he's been. Has he been on? Okay, the last time he was on an yeah, all league 2018. Team, he was all NBA third team in 2020-21. Yeah, that was but last year. Played, but he played 54 games. Yeah. I just, you know what I mean? Like. I just I don't I don't really see I don't feel like the the arrows going in the correct direction with many things that are going on in his life. That's all. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I, don't <laughs> I know, mean, man. look, yeah, I guess I guess when I'm like sometimes when I'm wondering about what's going to happen, I should really think what is going to make me the angriest and go with that. And that's probably what's going to happen. So yeah, I'm now inclined to agree with you. Yeah. Now that I've thought about that. That's I'm, I really think that's what's going to happen. Like that's what happens to the Lakers is like, they're fucking incompetent. (laughs) And then a guy demands to go there or like that, like shit falls in their lap. And then suddenly like, they are a real team again. Like, this is just what happens. It's like, it's the worst part about being an NBA fan. All right. Um, candied bacon on a shake. Now, why would they do that, Sean? <laughs> That's um, Don't be a break. Yeah. Uh, don't be a brick. It's a great question. Um, uh. <laughs> a, a fucking mohawk asks, how will Gobert handle the, the weather? Um... He, he kind of seems like an indoor kid, to be honest. Yeah. Like, like he'll be so into the idea that you can just go places in Minneapolis during the during the winter, like without going outside. Right. He'll just be like, it is like the catacombs. <laughs> um, He's like a weirdo. He's like, yeah, I, I would stay inside in the tunnels all the time if I could. Although, uh, again, how do they feel about beekeeping? It's very important. <laughs> um, at Atlantic Triangle asks, why is Steph Curry practicing miming in the mirror in that commercial? Why? Why? Uh, I'll tell you why. It's a metaphor for Bitcoin itself. 
Mm-hmm. It's imaginary. Great. Yep. You can only pretend to grab it with your hands. And also only the French appreciate it. Uh, yes. Right. Um, <laughs> and our final question, Sean, comes from Jonathan Bronson. Ooh, and he okay. asks, thespian or fraud, is Jake from State Farm a good actor? Does he have range? Pathos. Could he cry if he had to? All right. Um, so you did some research on this. I did some research. I'm just going to bring up this research. Yeah. Uh, OK, so um, I am, as you know, Joey, my favorite publication is Marketing Daily. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had an interview with Patty Morris, who is State Farm's vice president of marketing and brand, and explained that the old Jake from State Farm did a great did great at delivering his famous line uh, khakis. And then explain that, however, this expanded role is very demanding and is best filled by a professional actor. This Jake, the Jake character embodies all of us at State Farm. Jake so is wait, McCallson. Hold on. But was the original yeah. Jake not a professional? No, actor? he was an actual sales rep from he was actually a call center rep. Or he was an actual State Farm crazy. agent. Crazy. Yeah. Why wouldn't uh, anyway? All right. Keep going. <laughs> Commercials are weird. <laughs> A Jake character embodies all of us at State Farm. Jake isn't a call center rep or an agent or a claims rep. He transcends job titles. He represents who we are as a company, a helpful humanization of what a good neighbor should be. He can be any race or gender. So, first of all, uh, according to State Farm, Mm -hmm. uh, Jake is non-binary. Right. That officially... Well, Jake from State Farm is non-binary, according to State Farm. Well, this isn't coming from me, but it's not coming from us. But up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. Um, Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, we're going to we're going to learn a fairy tale metaphor about Uh. (laughs) that gender. Um, Okay, so Jake from State Farm is played by an actor named Kevin Miles. Mm -hmm. Um, I. Have a pending which, by the way, request. that is a that is a star name if that's in a basket in a, the NBA draft. Yeah, yeah. it's a yeah. fake name, however, yeah. I believe, because okay. he used to be he used to go by Kevin Mims. Okay. Uh, he I that's would say just a pro- guy. <laughs> the most prominent role he had for Kevin Mims was he played Kevin slash customer in the movie Lap Dance, which is a. Uh, Stacy Dash Carmen Electra vehicle. Oh, uh, the log line boy. for that is. An aspiring actress makes a pact with her fiancé to take a job as an exotic dancer to care for her cancer-stricken father. Once the pact the couple made is broken, their lives are changed forever. So she breaks the pact? So she doesn't become an exotic dancer? Um, Okay. Uh, I tried to connect with him on LinkedIn. He has not (laughs) accepted. He is not very active on LinkedIn, apparently. That's how I try to find out things. Um... Uh, so t- the t- two, the only two influencers he he has liked officially and publicly are uh, Reed Hoffman and Mark Cuban. He's a he's a Cuban fan, apparently. Um, well, he probably made a commercial with him, right? Isn't Mark Cuban's probably not a full on commercial, but like. Yeah, you know, some kind of all star weekend bullshit or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Reed Hoffman, by the way, is the founder of LinkedIn. So you might okay, just great. that might be a default. I don't know. Um, <laughs> also, uh, he only has three endorsements for his acting. So I'm mm. thinking maybe is one he's not from a State Farm. 
Uh, I, I'm not connected to the people who endorse him. There's also one for improv, one for sketch comedy, one endorsement for modeling, and one endorsement for personal training. Uh, okay. He has also listed Microsoft Office as a skill, but no one has endorsed him mm. for that. Um, he's been in an episode of SWAT. He's been in an iCarly. And he plays Miles, with a Y, mm-hmm. in... Uh, Tall Girl 2. Oh, good The sequel him. to... Tall Girl. Tall Girl. <laughs> I mean, did you see Tall Girl? I did not, but I am aware of Tall Girl. Um... um <laughs> I believe... I believe it's out. Tall Girl 2? Yeah, yeah. Tall Girl. I, oh, it's I, already I think been out. Probably okay. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is he listed in the cast on Wikipedia? He is no. not. Yeah. He's not one of the top... 15 actors. Obviously, Steve Zahn is listed second after uh, Tall Girl herself. Um, All right, Sean, um, we're at two. Yeah, so I'm saying I'm saying no. I'm saying no. I don't think he's I don't think he's a good actor. But honestly, like is LinkedIn the real judge? I think he does a fine job in those commercials. And I can't I like. okay, just a question. What I will say is probably a better actor than me. Um, Anyway, keep going. Yeah, and would you would you. Is there any would you have any notes for him in the State Farm commercials? Because no. I'm kind of thinking no. no. So so actually, I'm going to say. I'd, I'd give him a shot, you know? Yeah. 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 All right, Sean, that's our episode. Uh, is there anything you'd like to plug? But besides Golden Nugget Casino in downtown Vegas, July 10th uh, at 10 p.m. Billionaire buyer slot machines. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to be in Los Angeles for like a middle of the month, 18th, 19th, 20th. I don't know if I'm going to do any shows, but if you want to just like say hi or something, I'll be in the city. Okay. I'm, you could have told me that personally, but, uh, no, right. and, uh, yeah, I want the readers need to know if that's how you Joey. want me to ask you to go to lunch. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where, no, not Munazi Jangad here, um, where on, uh, June, no, actually, I don't want to read that one, that one's too sad, uh, let's go for an old one. (laughs) Well, when you get a when you get a Frankie tweet that's too sad, <laughs> whoo, baby. Um, where? <laughs> yeah, his newest tweet is rough. Okay, um, can I can I actually give you? Can Brian Winhorst deliver a Frankie Muniz? Yeah, tweet? please do. Okay, hang on. Just give me give me one second here. Mm-hmm. Go to my archive. The sad Frankie folder. <laughs> okay. Um Okay. Um Okay. So Frankie Muniz comes home from his uncle's funeral, okay? Mm-hmm. What people don't notice is that his cats are there alone in the house. One of them is actually turned on a sink a few days ago when they're gone. Mm-hmm. Why is that? 
Why didn't anyone notice? Mm-hmm. Because four of the five stories of the home, you know what happened to them? They're under three feet of water. Everything's destroyed. Every wall, every piece of artwork, personal photos, furniture, destroyed. Why is that? Mm-hmm. Why has he cried more yesterday and today than his whole life combined? 11 15, 2018. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Frankie. Thank you, Brian Windhorst. Um, Sean, do you have a song for us? Uh, I'm I'm going to give you a song from the archives that I think great people might have missed back in the day. I, I, I let me tell you something. I got to get better at putting these on the SoundCloud. There's some of these that never that didn't go up, and I feel I feel bad about it. I feel responsible for it, and this is one that. I just think people need, and because we had a Windhorst one, mm-hmm. we gotta we gotta put up Aggregate, Joey. Yeah, I think that's that's correct. a song where um, Brian Windhorst is uh, Warren G and Zach Lowe's Nate Dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that'll be Aggregate. Under us right now. Uh, we'll see you at Summerlink. Uh, if you can't be there on the tenth, but you're still in Vegas, let us know. We'll uh, come say hi. Yeah, we'll be at the Thomas and Mack Center. <laughs> uh, shut it down. Uh, shut it let's down. all have a great time in Las Vegas. And again, it's a process. Uh, we love you very much. It was a trade deadline. Shams in the panic room. Wendy was on the set trying to pursue some news on the deals so I can get some scoop. Never will reveal the J.R. Smith soup. Just watch Kenny and Chuck on TNT on a mission trying to find Mr. Wendy B. About to drink one third of an MGD. Zelo's grit and sources anonymity. So I grabbed my phone while Rachel was debating. I hit the wrong button and it started updating. I look at the screen, said 4% done. I turned to Bond Temps and said, damn, I'm sunk. Trying to think of 10 more things that I think I like. Wendy's bone is crashing like Jay Williams on a bike On to bigger, better things than court design Get my old Blackberry and put it online I'm getting scooped I'm losing to Chris Haynes I'm disappearing Just like David Blaine I'll lose my job I'll lose my shoe deal I'll look up and won't Says they're trading Bradley Beal They got Wendy freezing up And Paul Pierce is around Gonna jump in there And bust like Kwame Brown Dropping analytic knowledge About team rebound And I fell asleep Trying to watch Black Hawk down They got sources with sources The trade is going down It don't make sense the cap is going down to omaha i'll fly it's a panic attack they look to the wings and i see my homie zach salaries don't match don't have the cap space cba rules about to put egg on Woj's faith joe harris texted me he's gonna sign for eight z low and windy b are gonna aggregate funny story when jerome james hit me in the face with a basketball Michael McDonald, help me up. I took him to the low post and let my notebook explode. Now I'm switching my mind back into beer mode. Everyone on the jump knows they got wrecked. So I grab a German beer, I say, what up, X? Now Zach grabbed a beer, he'll only drink half. But before my home died, I had news about Shaq. Shut up, shut up, do not blog. Don't want you to quote me. Ain't heard it from Wendy. Forget what you heard, I'm still a stat nerd. But I love watching film the most. It's how I spend my time when I'm on the Croatian coast Thinking about Luke Walton All stars I thought Ooh I'm changing that name Because he got me too And they don't coach good It's just not The same I got a belly full of hops And I'm away from my spouse 
The next stop is Kevin Arnowitz's house. Zach, you know what I keep forgetting? How delicious a sunbasket meal can be cooked in your own home and delivered right to your house. But only cause they make me Don't understand a single Drake meme Makes me feel like I have a brain tumor A rumor is a fact and a fact is a rumor Quotes, facts, reacts, commentary Where truth is checked And blue checks give truth If you know like CeeLo You don't want to step to this It's the Low Post Era Podcasting by Luca Doncic and if you drink like I drink, then there's Sam Adams in the fridge. And if your wife is Croatian, then never talk about your kids. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.